Put down your pens, put down your pencils, step away from the keyboard, and settle in for the newest episode of The Writer's Block. First and foremost, allow me to thank the Narcissist Cookbook for allowing me to use his music at the beginning and end of every episode of The Writer's Block. Also, he just came out with a new album. Uh, It is entitled Him. That's H-Y-M-N. It's so good. Uh, Everybody should go out, check it out. It's fantastic. It is just as good as his last one, if not better. Um, also, let me thank Don and Sally Wright for giving birth to me because without them, none of this would be possible and I wouldn't be able to embarrass them on a daily basis. And also, uh, special thanks to Casey Neth and Chris Clark for the coffee I'm drinking today because of the wonderful coffee membership that they gave me to a new coffee every single month. This one's from Nicaragua and it is so, so wonderful. (laughs) It is so very wonderful. Um, Everybody, I would love to welcome back onto my show, the wonderful, the talented, the most amazing, one of my very dear friends, Aaron Nakamoto. Aaron, thank you for coming on my show again today. Thank you for having me on and taunting me with your coffee. Mm. It's so good. This coffee so, is so my delicious. Coffee pot, my coffee pot broke last night. It was I didn't realize there was nothing in it, and I didn't realize there it was like still on the burner and it was hot. So I put it, ran it underwater, and all I heard was just crack. And so that's the second time this has happened to me in a year. And I was just like, I like rage quit. I was like, fuck, god damn it. <laughs> 
and uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's my that's my that's why I'm drinking fucking green tea today. Thank you, thank you to all the fucking green tea gods. <clears throat> anyway, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm glad. I am. I am so glad to have you here. Um, that's weird. We just froze. Uh, oh, okay, you're back. Good. Um, I wonder if. Like I said, it's been a while since I've had to do any of this, so we're going to try to do some stuff really quick to uh, speed that up. Um, You're frozen again. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> of course I am. Um, <laughs> let's do that. Hopefully that works. Okay, sorry. Uh, like I said, been a while since I've had to do any of this stuff on my end. Normally I just stream to Spike and uh, he does everything. So he has to deal with all the issues. Um, so, uh, big news today. Star Wars comes out, the final chapter of the Skywalker saga, which means that anybody who's like me will not be watching the show today. <laughs> oh, it comes, it's in theaters today? Yeah, comes out today. Um oh, Right, so, um, yeah, people lining up around the block, and many of them are just lining up around the block to uh, discover that they also hate this movie as well. Um. So are you one of those people? Okay, because I just watched A New Hope again. Like, So I was a really big Harry Potter fan, and then my fiancé was like, no, Harry Potter sucks, watch Star Wars instead. So I, watched I like Star him Wars. more and more. Yeah, he's pretty great. But <laughs> he got me like really wrapped up into it, and like, I don't know why. So I've been researching um, Mandela effect, which is just gonna, it's gonna throw us on a huge tangent. But um, anyway, so like there are a couple of scenes in Star Wars that are involved in like the Mandela effect. So right. I wanted to kind of just like rewatch and go from there. So I, I watched A New Hope last night and it just made me remember like how much I really like those movies. And then just the movies that Disney has been putting out is just not living up to the hype. No. No, um, so in all fairness, before we just throw Disney under that bus, um, the original trilogy, fantastic. You got New Hope, you got uh, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, which is the best one, and then you got the one with the Muppets. Um, it is, I mean, they're Muppets, they're tiny little Muppets, they're put in there in order to sell toys to kids, and that's where kind of everything starts going downhill. Um, yeah. but then the the prequels, episodes one, two, and three, were uh, hot garbage. They were CGI pieces of crap. Uh, and I will say that uh, Revenge of the Sith is not terrible. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of enjoy that one, and I watch it every once in a while. But the first two, they can go whatever. Um, these are better, in my opinion, these are better than the prequels. I like both. I like the Last Jedi and uh, the Force Awakens better than the prequels, but they're nowhere near the quality of the original trilogy. Like the original trilogy is just mind-blowingly good. Like it, it's iconic. Yeah. So here's the thing. I had a thing for Jar Jar Binks, not like a sexual thing. Like, <laughs> like I just liked him. Um, but I like recently watched rewatched that movie and like yeah he's really annoying mm-hmm. really and so um, yeah I don't know it's just it I just have a moral quandary I think with like the Disney films now because like 
after learning about Disney a little bit, a little bit more in depth, um, they're pedophiles. Um, I don't know. I don't know a nice way to just say that, but I, I just I have a moral quandary, like supporting uh, them, and so it's hard. So I mean, if if you, that's Hollywood, that's all of Hollywood. Like if I know, you're like, I know that is true, but it's like for whatever reason, Disney really sticks out to me. You know. I get that. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an organization that was meant to bring joy to children because that's what Disney initially was. It was an organization to make kids uh, family friendly and kids shows, and the fact that that attracts a bunch of people who are attracted to children just that's yeah that's not that surprising. Yeah. Um, but again, like that's all of Hollywood. Like Corey Feldman. Feldman, Felder, Feld. Feldman. Yeah. I was yeah. like, it's Corey Hamer, Corey Feldman. I can't remember which one's still alive. Um, Corey Feldman, you know, he's been talking about this forever. Yeah. And nobody's listening. Nobody was listening. And now all of a sudden it's huge in the news. Like the Me Too movement, the Me Too movement, I think was very important. But at the same time, I think that it really missed the mark on a lot of these issues because they are all about, you know, oh, Louis C.K. masturbated into a plant or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, whatever you did. Or, you know, or people, like, there definitely are those people who deserve to be punished for, like, the things that they've done. Like, oh, Weinstein? Unfor- Absolutely. Weinstein, totally unforgivable. But at the end of the day, it also sort of became, like, a witch hunt um, that women, I think, exploited and took a little advantage. Right. And they're not good. Like, so Jeffrey Epstein... He has a black book filled with names, but nobody's out there trying to get that name, trying to get those names out. Yeah, well, another thing that pisses me off about that, yeah, I really emphasize P on that one, yeah, because yeah. it really does piss me off, is that the fucking mainstream media calls Epstein's victims women. It's like, they were, under, women, they were fucking children. Right. They were kids. Under like, Underage like, women. Underage yeah. women. That's, hmm, I believe there's a term for that. It's called... Girls. Yes. Yeah. It's that entire thing. Yeah. And it's just crazy. You know, it's like, call it for what it fucking, I'm, I'm cursing a lot. I'm really sorry. No, you're fine. I mean, Um, (laughs) there are curse words in the opening song. Like there's, by the time the opening song ends, it's already out the window. I can't really do anything at that point. I always mark on it on YouTube. Like on now on YouTube, I have to mark not for kids. Uh, Cause the the Kappa laws. Yeah, right. You know. I'm not getting charged four hundred and fifty thousand dollars or whatever. Uh, Sorry, kitties. You don't get to enjoy this wonderful programming, um, Mom. Yeah. Aaron Nakamoto said Disney's made by pedophiles. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and that's like right at the beginning too. So it's like it's really just right. We're we're opening with pedophilia. Uh, you know, best way to open. Uh, so, but I'm actually looking forward to the new Star Wars movie and I'm hoping to God that J.J. Abrams makes it better than The Force Awakens and a little, we'll see, we'll see. We'll I see. might even, I might even see it too. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go, I've seen all of them opening day in the theater since I've been, you know, old enough to, uh, you always that person in the very front row or just looking up like that. No, I'm about 10 rows back. Are you? I'm about 10 rows back. So I'm at eye level. You know, I'm at eye level and we, we 
I think we got 30 tickets this time, so I'm going to know pretty much everybody that's in my row. Probably. In, yeah. We got 30. It's like, it's like a big party. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of Star Wars fans. We all get together. We watch Mandalorian together. We get together. We watch Star Wars together. So. What is with the Baby Yoda things? I, I will not buy Disney Plus, uh, but the Baby Yoda thing really makes me second guess my decisions. Okay, so Baby Yoda. Um, so in the show The Mandalorian, uh, The Mandalorian, who everybody calls Mando because he doesn't have a name because he's a Mandalorian, uh, he is a bounty hunter and he's going around and he's bounty hunting and he gets a very special assignment and I get, they use these things called pucks uh, to get their to get their assignments and there was no puck on this one. There was only a tracking device uh, and he only had certain information and he had to go out and find his new bounty. And at the end of the episode, you find out that he is hunting a baby, the the baby Yoda. And mm-hmm. before like anybody comments and going, that's not baby Yoda. Yoda was a person. The name of the species isn't Yoda. Yeah, I know, but they never say the name of the species anywhere. So let's calm. Let's calm so down. It's not, it's not like a prequel of like. Yoda. No, it takes place uh, five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay, so that's the one thing about the Star Wars movies that really fucked me up. But I'm new at this. Right, and okay, so in which sense? Just the timing. I mean, I know it starts, it start like, just the numbers. I, I'm always piecing it together whenever I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, uh, who's Anakin? Uh, what's, who's Anakin's Darth Vader, Vader. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I mean, it, you know, just it, it moves in weird ways, and so it really throws me off. And I think I could have done better. <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously, because Phantom Menace, uh, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, obviously, right? And now, if you want to go into the TV shows, it goes Attack of the Clones, The Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, Revenge of the Sith, and then you've got Solo, Rogue One, Four, Five, Six. The Mandalorian seven eight nine. Okay. Well, yeah. there's actually right. something else in there that I'm forgetting, and I might get called out for that. But well, I just learned that you are a huge uh, nerd. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm very excited about uh, going to see Star Wars, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, Democratic debates, which they're having the Democratic debates not only on the night that Star Wars comes out, but also the night that I bring the writer's block back. Uh, so obviously they just aren't thinking. They just don't want anybody to watch. Uh, <laughs> but um, Didn't even Tulsi was like, nah, <laughs> I'll sit this one out. Like, I'll catch the next one. I don't know. So I don't know if she qualified. That's my thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not sure if she 100% qualified because the way that they have the qualifications for the debates was making it more difficult for the lower tier candidates. And I don't want to say Tulsi's a lower tier candidate, but she's not polling high because they don't want her to. Mm -hmm. They had her polling. She has to poll at like 5% or something like that. Um, She has to poll at 5% in three qualified polls. uh, And she was in two, and then another one that was made by somebody else that was a qualified poll, but not the one that they had listed, and she was like, this is crap, like, really? And they were like, nope, you don't make it. So she's not going to be in it. Andrew Yang recently said he would be happy being Joe Biden's VP, which I think that just kills his chances of being president. That guy 
guy is just desperate. Like he, he, he just wants to get in office and just give everyone a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, he, he's like, he's like the Oprah of the Democrat. Well, they're all the Oprah of the Democratic you candidates. Everybody gets a thousand dollars. Let me put some whipped cream in your mouth. Right? That's what he did. Oh, I love that video so much. People were giving him so much crap for that, and I was like, he's out there having fun. I don't care. Like, enjoy yeah. it. My friend made it into a t shirt. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's even better. Um, so yeah, like nobody's gonna watch the debates, especially because there's not gonna be Demageddon Four with Spike and me doing it exclusively on Float that app. Yeah. Uh, Just the best. They, I have so much fun. I know I, that Float, the exclusive Float that app de, uh, debate that we did was by far the most fun I've had doing a debate. Yeah, it was just. I mean, we didn't even. We had like, I don't even know how many people were in the chat, but we were just like having such a blast going back and forth. Like we listened to you guys a little bit, but like we were just chatting and like yeah. sending super chats and like just bouncing off of each other. And it was just so much fun. Yeah. So I, much. I personally love the super chats. Not going to lie. Well, who doesn't? Right. <laughs> I made more money doing uh, that debate on float than I have this entire time doing this show. Uh <laughs> because your show is so good and it deserves and is worthy of love and well thank you i think so i <laughs> we have worked very hard in order to make this show something that people would want to give money to it's like you know every time you guys go live like i always tell kingsley i'm like you know like muddied waters is like seriously one of my favorite channels to watch because you guys just you're so entertaining like it doesn't matter what the topic is like i can always expect just a top-notch high energy super fun show and like that's what i love about you guys i'm just gonna i'm gonna use that clip and just post that everywhere to be like look as aaron aaron says this is the greatest show um so uh i i know that you saw the big news uh this week speaking of the muddied waters of freedom i did my co-host is running for vice president of the United States with Vermin Supreme. <laughs> Can I get your thoughts on that? Um, I think he will be a fabulous vice president. <laughs> I am total support of, uh, of this. You know? <laughs> I, I can't wait to turn him into a meme. I really hope... He just does something totally crazy and outlandish during the libertarian debates. If that's, a, I don't even, I don't even watch libert. I've never seen a libertarian party debate ever because I choose not to because I just think the libertarian party is such a shit show. Um, but because Spike is running, I will one hundred percent support and tune in. Um, you probably can't count on my vote, but I will. <laughs> Share it on Facebook. Right. Look. No, I get that. Um, I mean, I'm not even I'm not even registered a libertarian, so I can't even vote for him. Uh, no. And I mean, the way that the libertarians do it, which is, I see the good and the bad in it. Is you know, like if I was just a libertarian voter, I wouldn't vote for him anyway because I'm not a delegate to the national convention. So only the delegates can vote for him. Um, but he doesn't even have to debate. Doesn't that 
seem like it's just setting the Libertarian Party up for failure. I mean, that's how all parties used to do it. Um, that's how all parties used to do it. And then they started, the Republicans and the Democrats wanted to get uh, taxpayer-funded elections. So they were like, okay, but you have to let everybody vote. Mm-hmm. And so that's how that's how we ended up with primaries. Because they were like, oh, we want the government to pay for these. We don't want to pay for it. And the Libertarians are like, well, we're still going to pay for it, but we're just going to do it by delegates. I guess if I had to have someone run in my country, which I really don't support, but if I absolutely had to, um, I would want Spike Cohen. Right. Like, if I'm going to have somebody running this country, I want it to be an anarchist. Yeah. I think that would be a good a good thing. <laughs> I really want... Can you just run run by a couple of Vermin Supreme's policies to me, like, real quick? Because I'm like... Can I? I thought total internet person, like... Just like this guy straight out from 4chan who like kind of, I don't know. I don't know. But can you just run by his policies? Um, so I am not the right person to try to do that because I know about his ponynomics uh, and everybody's going to get a free pony. These are not going to be taxpayer funded ponies. These are going to be free ponies. And whenever somebody asks where the ponies will come from, he goes, he starts saying there's a mommy pony and a daddy pony and <laughs> and they're going to come up with pony conversion kits for uh, your cats and dogs so you can turn your cats and dogs into ponies. Um, there's a new thing about a badger that Spike came up with. I'm not 100% sure what that is. Uh, I know that somehow there's free cheesy bread involved. Don't quote me on I that. that. You don't? I do not. As a vegan, I do not support free cheesy bread. Well, as a uh, non-vegan, I support free cheesy bread because those are my two main food groups, or cheese and bread. Uh, <laughs> quesadillas, macaroni and cheese, grilled cheese. If I, can have, if I can have vegan cheesy bread, then I will support that. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll run that up the old flagpole. <laughs> I'll run that up the old poll of the Supreme Cohen campaign and uh, find out if um, we can get vegan cheesy bread as well. Uh, yeah, uh, that news came as uh, just a little bit of a shock to me. But, uh, hey, I, I wish them the best of luck, and I hope that um, I really Doesn't want... Doesn't Lemon Supreme wear a wizard hat? He wears a boot. Is Spike planning on wearing a boot? No, Spike, I don't believe Spike is going to wear a boot. I believe only Verm is going to wear the boot, and it's going to be, um, and Spike's just going to be Spike. Mm. I think he needs a little, like, something about him. Does, you know? I mean, Spike has a lot of little things about him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know him as well as I would <laughs> like to know him. Um, I... I love him from what I see on Muddied Waters Media and like we have a blast when we chat back and forth. But I think he just needs like a cape or something or like ever seen Mean Girls where they cut the holes around the boobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate to admit that, but yes, I do know what you're referring to. Yeah, I think that would be a good look. (laughs) You know... I will bring that up, and since he's a guy and he has male nipples, it's fine. He can do that, and he can just have male nipple hanging out. He could even turn it into a campaign thing and say he's for free the nip. 
Free the nip. Yeah, no, free the nip. I'm I'm definitely going to bring that up to him. <laughs> He's going to watch this show and be like, Matt, stop making campaign promises for me. And I'm going to be like, no, no. Um, <laughs> Matt and I are your, are your uh, chief. Well, Matt's your chief of staff, and uh, I will be part of your campaign. Right. You, you can be uh, the crypto fundraiser. Ooh. That's okay. right. I know that they're using Dash to uh, raise funds. Uh, it's interesting because Dash, uh, I don't know if it's public knowledge, but I think so. Um, but Dash is actually, actually switching over from being proof of work to proof of stake. So, um, Really? There are a lot of people who are not happy about that. Um, I don't really have an opinion one way or another. I think it's awfully similar to a crypto that's already existing, which is called Pivx. Um, but yeah, so that's your little crypto fun fact of the day. Interesting. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I know so little. Like I learned more about crypto in my one episode with you than I ever knew. So like everything you just said to me, completely lost. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna nod and hmm. That's interesting. So I'll fill you in. Later. Okay, I look forward to it. Um, we're we're gonna have to have another full crypto show um, where I just actually take notes. Um, so uh, let's talk about the reason that I'm having you on. This is actually really serious. Yeah, this is really serious. Uh, so I'm gonna have to try to get into serious map mode. And um, we're talking to each other because we just have a blast chatting. I know. <laughs> That's why I really like my show is I really just catch up with people for an hour. And then like, I'm like, Oh, let's talk about something serious for 10 minutes. Uh, (laughs) But no, this is actually really serious. Um, You told me about it last time you were on my show and uh, I've been kind of following it a little bit in the news. Uh, Well, what little news that it has been getting, but I've been kind of following it, trying to keep up with it. So let's talk a little bit about Michael Edwards. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So, Michael Edwards, uh, who is your fiance's father? Yes. Yeah. Let's do the back, let, like let's do the full backstory. I know I've talked about it on the Muddied Waters of Freedom before, um, and I wasn't sure that I was getting the story one hundred percent right. So I want to make sure that everybody gets the correct story. Uh, so, tell us the backstory on what happened. So, back in the I think it was the even like. The early 90s, uh, Michael, I almost said Matt, Michael um, sold some cocaine to his ex-girlfriend who wanted to marry him, and he didn't want to marry her back. So he went to go get the cocaine, um, and when he came back from the bathroom, there were uh, cops. Uh, Yeah. So she was an FBI informant, um, so they... Totally took advantage of that situation. Oh, um, wow. So he went to the bathroom to buy it from somebody else? No, no, no. Like, I think he had it. Oh, um, okay. I thought... Actually, like, talking to him about it, like, he he mentioned to me, it's really hard because he has such limited phone time, um, you know, and so, like, and there's just so much to get out. But he mentioned to me that he even bought the Coke from the cops. Um, so, like, it was just a total, it was a total setup. So what ended up happening was um, they caught him, and uh, it was his third offense, and so they kind of just threw the book at him. Gotcha. So it and, was like. Uh, so 
Sorry. So that was a, so that would have been his third felony. Um, I think it I think it was a felony. Yeah. Oh, right. So God, that must have been right about the time that Bill Clinton did the three strikes rule. It it was, but the thing is, I don't think it qualifies because I I've done the research on this. And okay. I, I always thought it was the three strikes rule, but I when I looked into it. The three strikes rule doesn't actually apply unless it's a violent crime. Oh, okay. All right. So they just threw the book at him. Right. Um, they sentenced him 60 years in prison for a nonviolent drug offense. And his ex-girlfriend felt so guilty about it that she killed herself, actually, after he was put in jail. I mean, I'm never uh, one to cheer the death of somebody else, but... Yeah, no, me either. It's, and you know, and it's really sad, but at the end of the day, like I, you know, I would, I would feel just as guilty. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah. So like, again, I'm not rooting for anybody to die, but I just, I can't imagine that guilt that his ex had, Mm -hmm. you know, having someone sentenced 60 years, which is a life sentence. That's a life sentence. That's a lifetime. You know, like he went in when he was, I would, I don't even know how, like, I think he was in his like late twenties. And so 60 years. Yeah. That's going to put him at God, almost 90 when he gets out. That's. And just for, just for selling or just not even selling, I'm sorry. Just, just for giving uh, some cocaine to someone who's a willing participant, you know? Oh wow! So he didn't even like. So he didn't even sell it. He just gave it to somebody. Mm-hmm. So it's cocaine that he purchased off of the police. That's what he said. Yeah. That he gave to his ex girlfriend. Who was an FBI informant? Who was an FBI informant? Yeah, it was a total. It was a total setup. Right. And the thing is, it's it's really sad because even the prosecutor who prosecuted him, you know. 27 years ago now he's been in prison for 27 years um even the prosecutor wrote a wrote a letter on his behalf to the clemency board and said like he's done his time he doesn't deserve to be there he's not a threat to society you know like let him go back home to his family and you know make up for the years that he has lost right. and, um, you know, like we have, we have several letters like that, but it, I mean, just that coming from the prosecutor who was really hell bent on getting him behind bars is just crazy. And then I don't know if I told you this the last time, but the, the judge actually told Michael, he said, I'm going to get you off the streets for as long as possible. <laughs> and then that same judge was then later, uh, arrested and charged with prostitution, like just a couple of years later. In all fairness, also a victimless crime. But yeah, you know, like I don't support the judge being thrown in jail for soliciting sex. Right. But whatever, you know, like it's free fucking country or it should be. It should be. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, it just is like crazy to me that these people d- don't have any mercy for this poor innocent man, right. you know? And like it saved like he was addicted to cocaine. Like they didn't send him in for treatment. They never gave him any help. Um, there was nothing like that. And so he actually, I think he actually even 
overdosed on coke in prison like i think one of the the first couple of years he was there because believe it or not folks you can get drugs in prison yes you can uh, that's 100 percent a thing so <laughs> it's i mean so you can take a look at prison and look at it as a small country i guess and much like america where drugs are illegal same as in prison you still get them you can get drugs in prison. You can you can get pretty much whatever you want in prison because even if it's illegal, there will be a way for you to get it. Just like in America, that's why prohibition doesn't work. Anytime that you pro- use prohibition to stop something, people will find a way to get it, especially the people who want it. Right. And the people who can't I mean, find different I mean, ways. You know, like if, if I, you know, like if you're going to punish somebody for being addicted to something, like, there's obviously a deeper issue, you know, like an addiction is something that you should be able to control, but you can't. So sometimes you need a little bit of outside help. And instead of just offering him that help and that hand of being like, Hey man, let's help, let's help you out. You know, let's try to turn your life around and Hey, go sit in a prison cell for 60 fucking years. Sorry. Again, no, you're fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know that you I, I know that you watch the show uh, pretty often, so you know that both Spike and myself uh, have issues with addiction. Um, okay, there you are. Okay, so I know um, I know you, I know you're fine. I know that you watch the show uh, pretty regularly, uh, and I know so you know that Spike and I both have issues with addiction, and that um, I'm just over five years sober. Spike's at eleven. I think. Um, so we understand the issues with addiction. Like I was lucky. I, I got arrested a couple of times for like low level marijuana stuff. So I ended up on probation. I never got arrested for anything hard. And then I was able to get the help that I needed, uh, in order to kind of clean up. Uh, of course, a lot of that just meant I switched to alcohol and then I was able to find a good support group to help me get over, uh, alcohol addiction. Right. Well, I guess I didn't get over it, but I just learned to stop drinking, um, which a lot of people are like, how hard is that? And I'm like, well, you try it. Uh, it's not yeah, easy. It's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not easy. Uh, my absolute least favorite thing in the world is when I'm out somewhere and I'm out with people who are drinking and somebody drunkenly comes up to me and they're like, do you want a beer? Do you want a drink? And I'm like, oh, I don't drink. I, you know, I quit. And they were like, Oh, how long? And I'm like, oh, you know, five years. And they'll drunkenly slur through, I'm really proud of you. Uh, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, trust me, if I did, you can. Yeah. And it's like, it's really, it's not, I mean, I've I've really stepped away from booze. Like I've, you know, I used to drink a lot, like really, really heavily. And uh, like not borderline alcoholism or anything, but you know, like, Enough where I would wake up hungover every day. Right. I was um, I was one of the lucky ones that I never got hungover. Oh, God. Yeah. That's why I could continue drinking the way that I did every day. It's just... it, And it just takes a fuck. It's poison. Like, it's literally poison. Mm-hmm. You're poisoning your body. And just that toxicity runs through you. It's just really not easy. It's not an easy habit to kick. And those people who are like, oh wish I could do that. It's like, you can, you can. just take a lot of willpower to not put the bottle up to your mouth, you know, like right. find, find better ways to cope with your stress. 
Yeah, that's what I always tell people. I'm like, okay, see that beer you're having right there? Put it down. Don't pick it back up. Yeah. Like, but it is. That, but it's that addiction that makes you right. need it. And so, like, but again, it all someone, all all someone needs is just like someone to just reach out a helping hand and be like, hey, like, let's do this together. Let's help each other out. Exactly. Know? And I found, and I was able to find a really good support group to help me out through the really rough points. And then I found other group support groups to help me along the way. And I mean, this show, well, this entire channel, Muddy Waters Freedom, uh, Muddy Waters Media, Muddy Waters Freedom, the writer's block, all of it, uh, has been a huge help in me getting through a lot of it because anytime that I was struggling, like somebody was here to talk to me. Yeah. Um, so I am actually proud of you. (laughs) I I appreciate that. Um, but so I can't even imagine what that would have been like to try to do that in prison to try to get over all of this stuff while in prison. And you have people who are there who they're not there to help you get over it, but they figured a lot of times they can figure out a way to get you owing them or whatever. I mean, think of it like you're in that desperate situation. You're completely isolated from everything and everyone that you know, it's a horrible situation. And not to mention the fact that you're, probably going through withdrawal, you know? And, and so, but I really have to say like, he, he picked himself up after that incident and uh, he hasn't touched drugs since he's been a model, a model in me, if you will. Um, You know, and, and someone, he just really is super passionate about, he found God and, you know, like he is just passionate about turning his life around. Like he's one of the smartest people that I know. He is constantly reading, constantly learning. I mean, like I've, for someone who's never actually been on the internet, like he has a really good idea of how it works, really good idea of how crypto works, you know? And like, imagine that, like not having a freaking computer or, you know, like a actual smartphone, cell phone since the early nineties and being able to like learn all of that stuff without. Right. Well, technology in your hand that's my um i have a friend whose mom went to prison for a while and when she came out she had a lot of questions because i think Mm -hmm. she was gone for like 15 years um and she was like what's a netflix because she would just hear people talking about these things who came in after her and she had no idea what any of this stuff was and to me that just it's mind-blowing like she didn't know what vaping was mm-hmm. and she didn't know what, like, and you are completely isolated from everything going on and technology moves so fast nowadays that by the yeah. time I can't even, so, uh, that was like 1993 ish for Michael. That's been 30 ish years. I can't even think of like 30 years ago we're st- we were still on tube TVs and people I think like portable, like not cell phones, but like wireless phones were like the rage. Yeah. Well, the thing, it's funny. It's like, it's actually really cute. um, Cause he just, the prison system just implemented um, this service that the inmates have to pay for. Of course. Um, 
And so, but you can get your own tablet now and you can get, it comes with like games that you can buy. Uh, you can write emails, you can video chat with your family um, and loved ones. And so, but I mean, you should see these video chats that come through. It's like, they're dark. You can't see anything. You can't really make out anything that he says. He's very pixelated. But like when he's, he's like been sending more and more emails, but like his first email, he was like, I, it took me 40 minutes to write this. Uh, I don't really know how to write an email. Uh, so I'm just going to write down my thoughts, you know, and it's just like, wow, I, you know, that really is super profound. You know, someone coming from who's, who's not experienced with email, right? Uh, you know, I but mean, it's such a good way for us to keep in contact though. Like it's really making them happy. Yeah. I, re I remember when, I first got my first email address with, you know, an AOL, an AOL email address. And I think my emails were probably something close to that. And now I'm at the point where I get emails and I'm like, Oh my God, just go away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're like, Oh, spam, spam, spam. spam. Right. It's all spam. It's yeah. spam, 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 spam. Oh, there's my trip that I booked. Okay. Save that one. Spam, spam, spam. And then your folder builds up to like a thousand messages and you're like, Oh, <laughs> I'm actually very good about keeping my folder very neat and tidy. It's the only thing in my room or in my entire life that's very organized. Uh, I actually use it as an inbox. Uh, I'm very proud of it. I brag about it often. Um, I have uh, three different emails hooked up to my phone, and there's six unread messages in there. Wow, impressive. Thank you. Yeah, no, very, very proud of it. There's only six messages in it, actually, and they're all unread because I need to do them. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a nice change from like, you know, just hearing them on the phone and then oh, yeah. voice message, message that's like, you have one minute remaining and then he has to get it all in and then the phone just disconnects and you don't even get to say goodbye, you know, so it's just, it's really nice. No, that's, that is, that is pretty cool. Um, so I know that Florida recently, I think like two weeks ago, had a clemency hearing, and he was unfortunately not on the list. True. Yeah. So they meet. I'm sorry. The light is like getting really. I know. Yeah. I, as that sun moves, it's like I can see it like. What if I can slide back here? Um, so they meet four times a year. No, that's not any better at all. Don't mind all the booze in the background. I'm sorry, Matt. Oh, you're fun. No, okay. I'm, I'm going um, home. I'm going home for Christmas next week, so uh, I'll be at much closer proximity. <laughs> yeah, it's, I I stopped up for a uh, Thanksgiving that was like ten people, and it, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so they meet four times a year. Uh, I think the first meeting of the years in March. The last one is like the second week of December. And uh, yeah, we were really hoping that he would, he would be on this list. So they, they, the clemency board, they've actually been backlogged for a really, really long time. Of course. Um, but years, you know? Um, and unfortunately we just kind of, we can't do anything about it. They won't tell us where he is, like where his file is, um, like how far back. I just think they don't want to be held accountable. Right. But they actually, from what I learned, I think they got an influx of like $150,000. Okay. And so they hired a couple more aides at the clemency board 
And you would think that it would speed along the process, but again, we can't get a, an update on like where he is. So we're trying and trying and trying. And I, the couple of days before the, um, the clemency board hearing in December, we, we kind of just went crazy and we chatted with, um, you know, every department in the clemency right. <laughs> department, uh, or clemency office. And, uh, you know, we tried to just get in touch with as many clemency boards as po- or clemency members as possible. And, um, unfortunately couldn't really reach anybody, but you had luck. Yeah. I mean, I had luck reaching somebody who knew somebody. Um, but so I found it weird because, uh, Nikki Freed, who is the agricultural commissioner of Florida is on the clemency board. Mm-hmm. And I I just thought that was very strange that the member of an agricultural board is on the clemency, but um, and that was also Pam Bondi. Pam Bondi was wasn't she? A, she was attorney I, general. Oh, she was AG. Yeah, she was AG. Oh, I thought she was AG. Okay. No, she was no she that tiny little midget was definitely not AG. She uh, Pam Bondi's just awful. Uh, like real quick, Pam Bondi is the She's worst. Terrible. She is so bad. She is so bad, and the fact that she kept winning just is upsetting to me for this state. Um, but yeah, I ended up reaching out, and I found um, a guy whose name I won't say, but uh, he was he was a, a frat brother of Nikki Freed's father, mm-hmm. and so he passed along my message and some articles to Nikki's dad. And uh, apparently Nikki replied with, I'm bringing up his case in March clemency board meeting. So. And that, I can't even tell you like the happiness that brought Michael was, it was, you know, he, like his last email was like, I can't sleep. I have to know what this means. I'm, I, you know, I'm like, getting his hopes up, you know? And so I've been trying to figure out what that means, whether she's just going to like casually just drop it at the end of the March clemency board meeting right. or if he's actually going to submit his file for review. Um, so I just want to thank you for everything that you've done to help us kind of push that through and like make that introduction that means so much to us. Um, but yeah, we're, we're trying to get in touch with Nikki Freed. Excellent. Well, no, I mean, it's, it is truly 100% my pleasure to help you out because Michael should not be locked up for 60 years for what he did. I mean, 30 years, like he's coming up on his 28th year. Right. And like, that's just, it's too much, you know, like. It is definitely too much for a nonviolent crime, which he was entrapped on where the cops sold him the cocaine and then he sold it back to them or gave it, not even sold it, gave it, gave it back to them. Yeah. And it's absolutely insane. He should not be in prison at all. Personally, in my personal opinion, he should not be in prison at all because he didn't commit a violent, didn't commit a violent act. And the fact that it was 60 years from a yeah. hypocritical judge. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. And it's, you know, we're just hoping that we can get Michael out before our wedding next June. No, absolutely. Um, also congrats on the wedding next June. I knew you guys were engaged. I didn't know that you guys had a date. Um, yeah. We're getting married in Florida. Actually. Are you? Where about? 
Key West. Where? Key West. Oh, Key West. I thought you said U.S. And I was like, well, yeah, it's the only Florida I know. Um, but um, no, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so again, anything I can do to help out uh, during this, uh, as it goes on, I'll see, I'll reach out to a couple other people to make sure that she's still on that on that track on, on yeah. that train um it's crazy i mean like just getting the attention of these clemency board members is so hard right so hard and it's god it's just it makes no sense like governor scott when he was governor like it should have happened then yeah that guy pam bondi was approached so many times um with the details of his of his case and like i'm convinced that woman you know circling back to him she's just evil she's evil no she's evil she um so fun fact uh which i learned uh because i was working on the libertarian attorney general race back in 2014 um and i found out that in 2000 and i think it was 12 uh there was supposed to be an execution here in florida she stayed the execution, which, all right, good for you, Pam Bondi. So she could go to an, a fundraising event and rescheduled it for a week later. Yeah. It's she, just, who plays with people's lives like that? Right. It's just like, oh, no, I can't be there, so we're not going to do it because I have to go to this fundraising event. So let's just move it a week when I can show up to watch this guy die. Like, how out of touch are you with humanity? Like, it just... it. It boggles my mind if it's like once you take office, you don't actually realize that these people are people who deserve, you know, chances and your support and your help. And, you know, it's like they just don't use it. Once you're behind bars, no matter what you've done, they've completely dehumanized themselves to think that you're just a criminal, that you don't matter. Uh, You're a a number at that point. You're a number. You know, and it just, God, I just wish someone would just break the system. You just need, I just need one compassionate person on the clemency board to like, look at Michael and be like, he has a family. He's actively trying to learn. Like this guy just has notebooks, you know, of just ideas filled of marketing ideas for his pool business that he plans on having when he gets out, you know, like. He gives Kingsley and I marketing advice all the time for float, you know, right. Like he's someone who would genuinely benefit from being released and society, society would benefit from having him become a taxpayer, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not rooting for him to be a taxpayer because I'm not rooting for him. If that's that's what's going to get him out, you know, like, I mean, I, I obviously, I, I have not had the chance to talk with Michael or meet Michael. Uh, I hope to soon. Yeah, I know. He really, he wants to thank you actually. No, I mean, I, I would love to, I would love to talk to him. I'd love to, you know, meet him. Um, and you know, I'd hope that that happens very soon. Um, I hope that happens very soon. And, uh, you know, everything about this case is insane. Like back in the early nineties, I, I know that they were doing the you know, just say no big anti-war war on drugs, yeah. but this punishment is beyond insane for a case of this 
yeah. for a we'll case see. of the size. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens when I reach out to Nikki and Nikki's team. Um, hopefully, his case will be up for review. Um, if not, then we're just gonna. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't right. Know. Um, but yeah. So I know that uh, there there's a change dot org uh, petition. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I'm gonna include that in the show notes of this one. Uh, oh, awesome. I have it. I have it in so many different places right now. I'm pretty certain I can find it really easily because um, I include it in a lot of things. Um, yeah, hey, you're welcome. Uh, I mean, you you and Kingsley are wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, and it, in this case, actually, even if you even if you guys were awful, this case is. <laughs> this... I, yeah, well, you know, at the it's just it just comes down to just doing the right thing. Right. <laughs> It really, um, it really our, does. Our petition right now has six thousand two hundred and sixty uh, supporters. Okay, how many? How many uh, are we trying to get? I mean, I was trying to get as many as possible. Okay. Uh, before we submit the petition, um, I would love. I would love ten thousand. I think that is like a really solid goal. If I can get ten thousand signatures. Um, I don't know how many it's going to take to convince them, but right. I'm hoping that 10,000 is enough. Yeah. Uh, we'll do another, we'll do a few more marketing pushes on that petition before the March uh, clemency board hearing, because Michael, Michael doesn't need to be in prison. This it's insane that he is. Um, and you know, for whatever mistakes that any of us make, many of the people who watch this show weren't making massive mistakes 30 years ago. I mean, that's just because of age. But think about what you were doing in your early 20s for those of you who are in your early 20s and think about what, how that, imagine being locked up for 30, 50, 60 years because of something that, one, you probably don't find any moral objection to, and two, you're not actually hurting anybody else because they are voluntarily putting themselves in that situation. It is absolutely insane. There are so many things that I could be locked up for that I, you know, thank God I'm not, but you know, now I'm sober, so I'm good. But, uh, but there are so many things that I could be, could have been locked up for and I'm not. And if I had been, it would have been completely, absolutely, utterly wrong. Yeah, for sure. And even people who think that, you know, uh, that drugs are bad and that people who sell drugs or do drugs or give drugs away are awful people. Uh, they would be like, no, you, Matt should be out of prison by now. And, Michael. Well, I'm saying if oh, I, well, Matt, right, Matt, right, Matt, yeah. right. Okay, yeah. No, yeah. I'm saying that if, if I had been arrested, they'd be like, no, he should definitely be out of prison right now. And yeah. it's no different in Michael's case. It is zero right. difference. It, it's, exactly. He should have never gone to prison in the first place, in my personal opinion. I think all drugs should be legal. Uh, and that's coming from somebody who's, who's a recovering addict. Uh, I think all drugs should be legal and that we should be able to purchase them at 7-Eleven. But... We... It really just comes down to just respecting the individual. And, you right. know, like, it's really... It's none of any, anyone's business what I choose to do with... I totally just lost your audio again. Um, but you're right. It is. It all comes down to the individual. 
it all comes. Hello. Uh, you're back, I think. Um, King, you want to say hi to Matt? Yup. Yup. I know. Okay. But yeah. Hey, man. Hey, what's going on, Kingsley? How you doing, buddy? Oh, Thanks for doing this. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Thank you for everything that you guys do. And sorry, uh, this 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 month has been freaking crazy. So <laughs> it's super busy. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get uh, both of you guys on eventually, and uh, we, you know, we we're gonna have to do like a float exclusive all together. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. That'd yeah. be awesome. No, absolutely. Uh, did you hear? Sorry. But did you hear that Vermin Supreme? You know who Vermin Supreme yeah, is, yeah, right? Yeah. And Matt's co-host of Muddy Water Media's Spike Cohen mm. are on a ticket together. Oh, so he did, he did it? Yeah, no, it's going to be uh, Vermin Supreme Spike Cohen 2020. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Wow. That's so funny. Uh, one of our friends, uh, Judd, he ran with uh, McAfee. Yeah. Oh, Judd. Um... Judd Weiss. Yeah, yeah, Judd Weiss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like I've met Judd, but yeah, no, he's a he's a good dude. Super right. nice. Maybe that he can do take some shots of vermin and spike. Right. <laughs> All right, buddy. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna share out the thing. I'm gonna share out the uh, petition a bunch more between now and March. Uh, everybody who is watching slash listening slash whatever, uh, share it, sign it, share it. Do everything you can to get this thing to ten thousand signatures. Um, Please, please. I'll bake you cookies if you sign. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of cookies. Uh, I'm not a great baker, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna keep pushing along for you guys. Keep pushing along for Michael because he definitely should be out of prison by now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're optimistic. We're trying to send positive vibes, and I am sending emails to Nikki Freed like almost every single week. Um, I will turn up the heat on that and I will slide in her inbox every goddamn day. Right. <laughs> um, you know, and also I, I think I could also probably try Ashley Moody too, uh, who's the attorney general. Yeah. Um, I may, I'm certain that I know somebody who knows Ashley Moody and I will reach out to them cause I know I who I'm. Honestly, it comes down to like, we just have to get to Tallahassee for, to just have a meeting with these people, I think, right. which we've done in the past twice. Um, so like they've called us in and like Kingsley and his grandmother and aunt would go in with like a plan, you know, like this is who will employ him. This is what he'll do. You know, this are his plans when he gets out, this is where he'll live and uh, nothing <laughs> like we've done it twice in the last Five years, King? Right? Uh, Five years. So yeah. it's like they're just stringing us along and we're pretty much over it. Right. Now, and I, and I don't blame you. It's, it's a long, arduous process that is filled with complete and utter redundancies that are unnecessary. And it, it's like, because I've been reading up a lot about uh, his case ever since you told me about it and we've been following you know, we've been kind of following everything and the fact that he is not out and the fact that it is so difficult for anybody to even look at this case, which I'm certain it's like that for hundreds of other people. Yeah. 
and I and I and I don't want to take away from anybody ten else. Times, ten times more sad. Right. I mean, I don't I don't want to take away from anybody else. It's just you know, Michael is Michael is a case that I I hold dear at this point. So yeah. I'm going to talk about. It. Um, but <laughs> but uh, we I did, if everybody out there listening uh, watching shares it ask people to sign uh and if anybody out if there anybody knows anyone from the from the clemency board right please if anybody knows anybody from the clemency board you know message muddied waters media on facebook or send an email to muddied waters of freedom at gmail.com and uh let us know let us know uh how we can get in touch with these people so we can try to get michael out of prison because it's been 30 years for giving his ex-girlfriend cocaine um also uh real quick uh before we sign off I'm not frozen. I'm No, I know. Uh real quick before we sign off. Uh when is Float going to allow us to uh keep our videos on there for permit? Uh we are we, we are working on that. Um you mean like li- saving live streams? Yeah. King? Because we will go exclusively to Float when that happens. When will saving live streams be finished on uh, Right now, we're maybe by the end of the month, but most likely like end of probably, the end probably, of the month, January or no December. Wow. Okay. But, but but probably let's say probably early January. Probably early January is the goal. Okay, so we're still looking twenty twenty. Yeah. All yeah. right. So there's there's a couple of things that we're actively working on right now. Like I know um, ad monetization is something that we are really working hard to get finished. Um, we're in the testing phase right now, okay. so we're testing out with a couple of, of pre-selected users. Um, yeah, if you're interested in becoming a an ad tester, let us know. Sure, I'm certain that uh, we'd be totally fine with that. <laughs> and then you know, just a couple of other ways, you know. We want to be able to, for people to buy Bitcoin directly through our app for a low price. Um, we also will be focusing on bringing the edit button, edit post button and the dark mode feature that people keep bothering us. Uh, I am so glad that you're going to put an edit post button on there because I keep deleting them because every time I write float, yeah. it, yeah, it auto corrects and I hit post. I'm like, crap, delete. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's an important feature, um, to have, you know, I hate that Twitter doesn't have that feature. Me too. Me too. Cause once something goes up on Twitter, it's like, somebody's going to see it and they're going to screenshot it and remind you of it forever. Exactly. Uh, So edit post button feature is coming. Um, community boards is coming. So you guys can put up like a muddied waters community, muddied waters community page up and, uh, not have it shut down or have your like button removed. (laughs) <laughs> like what happened on Facebook. Um, but yeah, so lots of good stuff coming. Lots of great stuff coming. Good. That's good to hear. So uh, also, if anybody out there has not signed up at F-L-O-T-E, float.app, uh, go ahead and do that and follow Muddied Waters Media on there. And uh, truly, you get the best video on muddy, on float.app. You get the best video. It's amazing how good it looks. <laughs> True. You guys did look good uh, during Dunnageddon. Yeah, we did. Like, I did not know that Spike had a uh, two-tone skin. I uh, know. I was really 
really surprised <laughs> you caught that. I was like, wow, it's clear as day. Yeah, that was so clear. I was like, huh, I'm now noticing you've got two-tone skin. He's like, yeah, you never knew that? I was like, no. <laughs> I've only yeah. seen you through a video. Honest, like, I always thought you guys were always in studio together. I never knew that you guys were not. <laughs> no. no, the first time we met was uh, last month, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, first time we ever met in person. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right, actually. Yeah. Um, so one thing I do want to point out, King. Look are at you what's... guys still going on? Yeah, we are. <laughs> look at what's behind Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah oh, the uncle. Spike Cohen thing? No, the Uncle yeah, Sam yeah. Oh, thing. that one. Because there's, um, there's a Mandela. I do have to get going because we have to like just run a couple of errands. But um, there's a Mandela effect about... Uncle Sam's hat. Has it always been white with just like the white star? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've had that poster since I was 10 years old. And it's always looked like that? It's, I mean, yeah, it's always looked like that. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to talk about that another time. Okay. Because I could talk about Mandela effect. All day long. Yeah. No, I, and I know which one you're talking about. How you thought it had the stripes on it? Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Um, never well, has. But, uh, no, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're going to push everything to get Michael out uh, in March. And, cool. again, thank you. Uh, if you if you guys ever need anything, please let us know. We are here for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. I really appreciate you, and I hope you have a wonderful day, and your viewers have a great day. And I hope that you enjoy your Star Wars movie. Oh, I will. But, yeah, I'll, ta I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, now. All right. Bye. All right. Again, thank you to Aaron Nakamoto for being on the program today. Thank you to you all for watching. Yes, Uncle Sam has never had stripes on his hat. Um, tune in. Actually, we don't know if we're doing a Christmas Eve episode. And we don't know if we're doing a New Year's Eve episode. So we may not have a program for the next couple of weeks. Um... But if not, have a very safe holiday season. Have a very safe holiday season. And you can catch up on other episodes. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash muddiedwatersmedia. You can follow us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. You can follow us on Instagram at muddiedwatersmedia. You can follow us on float at float, F-L-O-T-E dot app. Slash Muddied Waters Media. You can listen to us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash Muddied Waters Media. And you can find this in every other episode of Muddied Waters Media at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Oh, YouTube, youtube.com slash Muddied Waters Media. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful holiday season. Ring in 2020 with the greatest plans that you possibly can and uh let's make 2020 one of the best years ever all right guys uh have a great holiday season if we do not have episodes if we do have episodes we will see you then uh and you know get back to writing because it's the easiest way that we can make a difference later When the days get shorter 
And the sky begins to pale When the winds are howling Down the high wall cobbled lane I write my name In the sycamore leaves And sign it with a kiss I'm coming home soon Is hollow and shadows crowd the lawn. When the doors are bolted and the curtains are all drawn, you hear my voice in the creaking floorboards and hold your troubled head. I'm coming home soon The blue moon after next I am the thing That stands outside your bedroom door And whispers through the keyhole The hand that knocks you pretend you can't see outside the upstairs window If I am not welcome you can tell me I'll disappear like mist I'm coming home soon I'm coming home soon 